0: Good morning, Auburn, and welcome to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, Auburn's premier home for student-run radio since 1971. Good morning, I'm your host, Jack Hart joined alongside nobody at all, so we'd like to welcome in our listeners and viewers from across the Auburn and Obelock and Megaplex and around the world, however you may be tuning in today. wherever that be? From your terrestrial radio antenna, through the information superhighway at weglfm.com, or if you're listening after the fact to our podcast, we thank you for doing so. Thank you for being in the booth with us for Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. And now, as always, we are broadcasting live from the Bradley and WEGL studios here on the campus of Auburn University in the Harold Melton Student Center of all places. 49 degrees and sunny is your weather this fine Wednesday morning. We wish you a most sincere good morning on this first day of Lent as we get on with the show. Hope you enjoyed your Mardi Gras yesterday. At this point, I would like to remind our audience that at any point in the next two hours, you feel so inclined to do ask a question, drop a hot take, or in the highly unlikely event that I get something wrong, you want to correct us, you can go ahead and call in at 334-844-9345. That is 334-844-WEGL on your touch tone keypad. You can also shoot us a tweet at cdiscau, that is at C-D-I-S-C-A-U on Twitter. Or today, I have the tweet deck of my personal right in front of me. So if you want to shoot me a tweet personally, that is at jxsnktrx on twitter that is at jxsnktrx has the peacock emoji right next to my name of course because it is auburn basketball season and we're going to peacock all the way through march madness and that's what we're going to do today we got a lot to get to on today's show auburn basketball is in action today as well as auburn ladies basketball they are in action in the SEC tournament up in Nashville. They will be taking on Alabama this afternoon, and then this evening, Auburn travels to Starkville, Mississippi to take on the Bulldogs of Mississippi State, with, if they win tonight, they have at least a share of the SEC championship, regular season championship, that is, so they get to at least put an extra date on that banner, uh, whether or not Kentucky also gets to claim that, even though they lost the tiebreaker. Not important. They're going to have to... uh, wait and see and win on Saturday if they want that complete control of that SEC championship. So all will be revealed tonight at 8 p.m. in Humphrey Coliseum. Once again, we've also got the ladies team. Uh, You can support Coach J by tuning in to the SEC Network to watch the ladies team take on Alabama this afternoon. Game should start at around 1.30, but It could go as late as possible because it has to go after the A&M and Vanderbilt game, which precedes it. This is a pretty big week on the Plains with Auburn Athletics. That's how I like to start the show every day. On Wednesday today, we have 6 p.m. baseball versus UAB. The baseball team picked up a big win versus Alabama State last night. That was at Plainsman Park. The, uh... Defense did pretty well. They had a few crooked numbers, numbers rather, put on them in the middle innings as the, the bullpen guys came out in relief. Drabik came out and got five strikeouts. And Sonny Deshira, the one and only, the Italian Stallion, he came out and launched a moonshot over the Green Monster to make it 13-7 to Tigers. And that was your final score last night in Plainsman Park as Auburn defeats Alabama State. If you want to know how i knew all that and more is that i was actually in attendance at last night's baseball game writing for wegl sports so if you want to bump on over to weglfm.com you can get the complete skinny on what happened over at plainsman park last night it was a beautiful day for baseball yesterday i must say as right when the game started at 6 p.m i was wearing a polo walking to the ballpark it was sunny it was warm had my sunglasses on it was a beautiful day. It almost felt like like a beautiful springtime. And then as the the sun slid down the sky and climbed over the western horizon, things got pretty chilly. You know it's pretty chilly when uh when Auburn Beat reporter Brian Matthews pulls out a space heater, which did make an appearance last night and uh, all, all, everybody on press row, seemingly, one by one, grabbed their beanies out of their, ba- uh, their backpacks and put them on their head. And believe it or not, just yesterday, as I was cleaning out my backpack, I took my Sailor Obby beanie, that I, my Under Armour Sailor Obby beanie, that you might have seen me wearing around Auburn basketball games. I just took that out of my backpack yesterday because I figured, eh, you know, it's March. Don't need this anymore. But I was proven wrong pretty much instantly by the fate of of Auburn Baseball. And if you know, if you have any history with WEGL sports shows, you know we love to talk about Auburn Baseball midweek games dating all the way back to the days of the Extra Point wherein just about every Wednesday and Thursday discussion was dominated by what the heck happened last night in Auburn Baseball. So I'm happy to keep that tradition going. Once again, if you want the complete lowdown on my recap of the Auburn versus Alabama State game, you can head on over to WEGLFM.com where you can also find so great coverage of every other sport that Auburn's getting up to. There's a lot of people that are way more talented than me writing for this station, including Daniel Locke and Gavin Rankins who have been following gymnastics, women's basketball, men's basketball, the whole shebang. So they are bona fide reporters heading out to this game. I'm just a, a guy with a computer, if I'm being honest with you. So tonight, baseball is back in action versus in-state rival UAB. This is a uh, uh, a team that is coming to town. Uh, Auburn will be trying to... Traveling to Birmingham, I believe, next month to play UAB in Regions Field. So tonight, 6 p.m., Plainsman Park, baseball versus UAB. If you're not going to the basketball game, it is free admission for students. Uh, bumping on over to Friday, we got men's tennis versus LSU. That is at 10 a.m. in the Yarbrough Tennis Center. I was actually considering going to this one, but I realized I did not know where the Yarbrough Tennis Center was. So I had to look it up, and it's kind of off university if you – uh. It's kind of an old, my old neck of the woods where I used to live over on the extreme western side of campus. So you may have to uh, get the map quest out and print off some directions for this one. But I uh, have spoken to the tennis coach personally, and I can assure you that tennis is t- is really fun to watch in, in a college game. So uh, as as conference play opens for the guys and ladies tennis, it would be awesome if we could get the jungle out there to support them in any capacity necessary, even though it is the Friday before spring break, I get it, but there's plenty of opportunities to watch tennis, so why not start early, 10 a.m. Friday, versus LSU men's tennis, free admission for all students, of course. All right, at 3 p.m. on Friday, you're going to have number 21, Auburn Softball, is going to be playing North Carolina A&T, that's at Jane B. Moore Field, of course, right over there on Wire Road, free admission for all students, so check it out softball they're off to a great start i believe they've only lost one game and that was on the road to number th- or on the- a neutral side game rather in clearwater florida that was to number 3 ucla where they got pretty soundly thumped but other than that they've been the ones doing the thumping this season they've been doing extremely well shelby low has been fanning batters left and right so look for another great performance from the auburn softball team this weekend they have a whole host of games Women's tennis will be playing at 3 p.m. as well. That one is also at the Arboro Tennis Center. They will be playing Vanderbilt, and believe it or not, women's tennis is ranked in the top 25. So another opportunity to watch and go out and support your Auburn tennis clubs. We also got softball again. They're playing a doubleheader. They'll be playing number. Uh, they will be playing Toledo 5:30. That is the Rockets of Toledo who are coming to town for the Jane B Moore Invitational. That's at 5:30 p.m. at Jane B Moore on Wire Road. Then at 6 p.m. Friday night, we've got baseball once again back at Blades and Party. We'll be playing the Black Bears of Rhode Island. Uh, I've spoken to Coach Butch Thompson personally, both last night and at our Jungle Leadership meetings, and he's very excited about Operation Atmosphere, which is his plan to get students more involved in the game. So if you're a student and have never attended an Auburn baseball game, there are plenty of opportunities for you to do so this season and have a great time while doing so. Not only is there a Section 111 over on the third base line, where is uh, full of heckling all game long, if that's your speed, you can join Section 111, but there's also a new right center field student plaza that Coach Thompson has really encouraged students to get out to and enjoy the atmosphere as part of Operation Atmosphere, so that's a great opportunity for you to check that out. Friday night, 6 p.m. versus Rhode Island. Baseball is back in action, and then the big one, senior night, gymnastics versus Florida. This is a huge top six matchup in Auburn Arena at 7 p.m. on Friday night. You're number six in the country, Auburn gymnastics team It's going to be taking on the number three in the country, Florida gymnastics team. That is in Auburn Arena at 7 p.m. The SEC regular season championship is on the line. If Auburn wins, I believe they share a title with Florida. A little bit awkward if you ask me. I'd like to see how that one shakes out, but it is senior and alumni nights. So we'll be celebrating all of our seniors on the Auburn gymnastics team, and it is also alumni night, so we'll be having some some ye olde cheerleaders will be joining us from the back in the day. If you want to go to Auburn Gymnastics' Twitter account, this is actually really entertaining. Yeah, they, they posted a picture of some of the alumni that will be uh, the old team photos from back in the day. And if you think the uh, the gymnastics uniforms are interesting now, I mean, just imagine what they looked like in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. There were some interesting get-ups they were putting on before they were hitting the beams and the uneven bars. I'll, I'll just say that. Auburn Gymnastics on Twitter if you want to check that one out. That is, of course, free admission for students. And, you know, might just see a line for that one. Uh, was not expecting a line for the meet versus Alabama. But, you know, this Auburn Gymnastics team and Coach Jazzy Jeff Graba, friend of WEGL, is doing some great things over on that gymnastics team, believe you me. So might just have to get to this one early. Uh, quick um, gymnastics anecdote before we get out of here. For this first break, I was at the baseball game last night, and I'm um, – walking down the concourse I turn my head and who's on the front row but Suni Lee instantly recognizes me from I believe when we passed out shakers together at the Auburn men's basketball game but it really left me wondering because that was over a month ago and we interacted for about 15 minutes but could it be could it be that she remembered me or was it just that I have the most unremarkable face in the history of radio obviously for you to decide I know you're all very well acquainted with it from this audio only format we deal with here on the show, but Jerry's still out on this one. I'll have to get back to her on that one. With that, we're going to head to a quick break. When we return, I've got some shout outs to get to. We've got some uh, some baseball news as the MLB continues to not be happening so far this season, um, and a whole lot more. So if you want to call onto the show, you can. 334 844 9345. I'd love to hear from you. Or tweet at me, JXSNKTRX. We'll be back with some more of the show in just a few minutes. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I am your host, Jack Hart. And it is a beautiful Wednesday morning here in Auburn, Alabama. Thank you for joining me for Auburn's only drive-time student-run morning show, and that is, of course, Compact Discourse. We've been on the air for, count them, five years now at this point. First episode of Compact Discourse was way back in October of 2017, if you can believe that. It's uh, tr- it's permutated over the years. It's uh, had, so- had some ebbs and flows. Some people have shuffled in and out. People have moved in and out of my life. And... I've been on a number of shows, including The Extra Point. So, but we're here in a, uh, what I'd like to think is a final and distilled, finally asymptotically approached the most optimal college radio morning show, and we're uh, right here at it. So thank you for choosing to listen to what I think is the perfect show this morning. All right, we're going to hit your weather for those of you listening live and in Auburn, Alabama. I know, a very niche group of you indeed. It is 53 degrees and sunny right now. On the plains of Auburn, Alabama, it might just be really warm today, which is, I know, what a lot of people like to hear on the second day of March. It will be 74 degrees this afternoon and completely clear skies. 55 is your evening temp, so just like yesterday, it'll be picture perfect and immediately get pretty cold once the sun disappears. And that overnight temp is going to be 49 degrees. Your high is 76. Your low is 47 for today. Humidity at 56%. 10-mile visibility. 4-mile-per-hour wind heading to the southeast. And the UV index is 1 out of 10. So I know you're out there tanning today. 540 p.m. is the sunset. You know, it's going to be a race to see whether or not we get to daylight savings time or uh, the sunset organically passes 6 p.m. first. We'll see. It is a new moon, so it will be a very dark night tonight. And like I said, it will just be steadily warming up as the sun burns us up this morning until we get to a high of about 74 in the early afternoon. Looking ahead at your five-day forecast leading up to spring break, it is just going to be picture perfect here on the plains. I cannot think of a better lead up to spring break than we're going to get Thursday, 78 degrees and partly cloudy. Friday, 79 degrees and partly cloudy. Saturday, 81 degrees and partly cloudy. And Sunday, keep climbing, 83 degrees and partly cloudy. It is going to be absolutely beautiful here in Auburn, Alabama. So thank you for those of you who are sticking around and supporting Auburn baseball and Auburn softball this weekend. It's going to be an absolutely perfect weekend to do so. And I hope to see you over at the ballpark. Another thing I uh, would like to see you at is Senior Day in Auburn Arena. That is coming up as well. That's going to be Saturday at noon. So Jungle Village, I don't know, might just happen. And Weagle might just be out there as well. So weather pending, it's going to be a beautiful week indeed. So that is your War Eagle weather update. Thank you for joining me for that. War Eagle weather. You can also listen to WEGL throughout the day for hourly updates on the weather as well. So that's what's going on on the station um another quick thing I want to mention before we get back to Auburn Athletics is that we do have some Auburn hockey coming up this uh this Friday that is going to be um broadcasted on the social media of WEGL um as is tradition we have been the partner of WE or of Auburn hockey rather our good friends over at Auburn hockey we've been partnering together for almost five years at this point as well. I believe we started working with Auburn Hockey back in 2018. So it has been a very storied and fun relationship. I want to give a quick shout out to everybody that's working really hard over at the hockey team for making that partnership possible. And for our radio listeners, I'm going to play a quick PSA for our hockey broadcast we have coming up this Friday night. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy this one. You heard the man. War damn hockey indeed. Auburn hockey is back in action this Friday in Huntsville, Alabama for the Hockey South playoffs. They will be the eighth seed, just snuck into the playoffs. If you can imagine the excitement watching the Auburn hockey last week as they took on Georgia, but over in Tuscaloosa, or Pelham, I should say, where the uh, Frozen Tide plays their home games, it was a barn burner between Ole Miss and Alabama. Alabama won that one 7-6 to six in overtime to give Auburn the eighth seed, and they will be taking on rival Georgia, who in the two games Auburn played against Georgia this season, they could not have been any closer. The first one back in October, the home game went to a shootout that Georgia won, and get this, the one they just played over the weekend was broadcasted by WEGL, so I was able to actually watch it with my own two eyes out of a webcam. Uh, Georgia scored with four seconds left on a controversial goal that knocked the goal off the Moorings. Um, A lot of people in the Auburn camp seem to think it should have been disallowed, but it went on anyway, and Georgia was able to get another win on the season. So it, It will be an Auburn team that has played this Georgia team extremely close and will be looking to get a win over them this weekend. So. Friday Night Hockey, it's going to be exciting. Of course, coverage starts at 5 p.m. on, I believe, it'll be broadcasting on the WEGL YouTube page, which is the standard operating procedure we've done so far this season. If you want to check out the Auburn Hockey team, please do so over at the WEGL YouTube page. It's going to be Eamon Smith, who is really dedicated to this stuff, so he's going to put on a great show for you. I just know it. He's been my color man before in the past, so We're going to have a good time listening to it and uh, cheering on this Auburn Tigers team as they look to make history. Um, They've had some exciting playoff performances in years past and are looking to repeat that. All right, so what's coming up on Friday other than Auburn hockey? As I mentioned, we've got softball versus Toledo. We've got baseball versus Rhode Island. And we've got gymnastics versus Florida. That one's huge top-six matchup. All right, let's jump on over to Saturday, 12 p.m., Number five, men's basketball versus the University of South Carolina. That tip-off is at noon. Doors open at 10.30. Neville Arena naming ceremony. Yes of deed, Neville Arena. Uh, We might just be cutting down some nets at this one as well, as Auburn could with a win tonight and on Saturday. Clinch an uncontested SEC regular season championship. And there's also going to be some rally towels given away while supplies last to students. And then on the rest of the day, Saturday, you've got baseball versus Rhode Island once again. I believe that's a doubleheader. We're playing four versus the Black Bears of Rhode Island, and um, maybe not. Maybe we're just playing two, t- three, or this schedule's wrong. Uh, baseball versus Rhode Island. That's at 2 p.m. Oh yes, it is a doubleheader. It's a uh, game two will begin 45 minutes after game one at Plainsman Park. Once again, free admission to students. Everything that I said in the last segment about Operation Atmosphere. Still stands, and like I said in the weather report, it's going to be an absolutely picture-perfect day here on the Plains, so make your way over to that one if you feel so inclined. And then if you want to just take in all the ball and bat sports, this, the stick sports, softball versus Tol- Toledo at 3 p.m. at Jane b Moore Field, and then at 5.30 you got softball versus North Carolina A&T as part of this round-robin little tournament we're playing as part of the Jane b Moore Invitational at Jane b Moore Field. And then on Sunday, you got women's tennis versus Kentucky. Once again, that is ranked women's tennis. Uh, they will be playing at 11 a.m. at the Arboro Tennis Center, and 12:30 p.m. You can watch softball once again versus the University of Chattanooga, University of Tennessee Chattanooga. That is at Jamie B Moore Field as well. And then the final of the four-game set with Rhode Island will be first pitch at 1 p.m. Because we got to get these guys back to the East Coast in a timely fashion for classes on Monday morning. Excuse me one second. All right. I will say that um, I did not mention, because we don't have a firm schedule set in stone yet, but there is potential for women's basketball to be played on all of these games, all these days rather, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because the women are in the SEC basketball tournament up in Nashville. As you may know, that is a survive and advance tournament. All you got to do is keep winning, and you get to keep playing all the way to Sunday afternoon. So that's what Auburn and Coach Jay is going to look to be doing up in Nashville. They play Alabama today, a team that they lost to twice. You know, it's hard to beat a team three times in one season. And if I must say so myself, that game in Coleman was incredibly close. So I don't know. Auburn just might have Alabama's number in this one. Alabama is the 11th seed. Auburn is the 14th seed, as they will be going head-to-head in Nashville today at about 1.30. Impossible to know exactly when the game will start because it is going to be 25 minutes after A&M and Vandy wraps up. So if you're glued to SEC Network, you won't have any trouble at all watching that one. And they might just uh, keep on going all the way to the tournament because um, stop me if you've heard this one before, but if... Auburn is to win today, they will be playing the University of Georgia, who they beat. And if they win that game, they will be playing the University of Tennessee, who they beat. So I'm just saying that Auburn has just about as as much of a favorable path to the Final Four of the SEC tournament that one could ask for. So that's what we're looking at up in Nashville. Um, I just want to say this is not a sponsorship, so... FCC. Don't get on me. But I wish it was a sponsorship because this is one of my favorite brands right now. Uh, home Field Apparel. I uh, I'd put on my Home Field Apparel ever to conquer and ever to yield Auburn basketball shirt just to get in the spirit of things. I don't think I'll be wearing it to the game because it might be a little chilly. But I am wearing it under my hoodie today. It is maybe one of the coolest shirts I own. It has that vintage Tiger He's not jumping through anything. I've seen him jump through the A before, but he's not jumping through anything on this shirt. In fact, he does look like he's playing with a basketball, kind of like a house cat would play with a uh, regular size ball. But that is what is on my shirt right now because it is from Home Field Apparel. They make this, they make just like, it is my kind of brand. They go and find obscure logos that maybe just like appeared on a, a, a game program, like once in 1980, and they get a high res digital scan of it and put it on some really comfortable clothes. And uh, you know what? That's just like, that's what it's all about for me. I love vintage logos and I love, I love repping my team. So Home Field Apparel gives me a chance to do both. So I just want to give them a quick shout out. Not a sponsor, of course, other brands are available, but you may know them because they, uh, in, in non-traditional fashion, excuse me real quick. In non-traditional fashion, they have not taken a vintage logo, but an entirely new logo uh, based on the peacock emoji that Auburn has so readily embraced, as you may have noticed. And they have put that on a beautiful peacock blue shirt as well. It is a peacock in a basketball uniform, dribbling a basketball between his legs, and it says, no fear, because that's what peacocks are all about. And I think it's just beautiful. So, Homefield apparel, big shout out to you guys for getting in on the Auburn fun. And thank you for making my super comfortable orange shirt I'm wearing right now. With that, we're going to head to the bottom of the hour break. It is 8.30 a.m. I'd love to hear from you. You can call in at 334-844-9345. Or you can shoot me a tweet at my personal account, JXSNKTRX. I am Jack Hart coming at you live from the Bradley Basin, WEGL Studios. Right here at Auburn, Alabama, you can tweet at us. Get the secret 8.30 in the morning song on the air, believe it or not. Yeah, that is That is, that is what's going on here in the studio this morning. I'm Jack Carr. You are listening live to WGL 91.1 FM and WeagleFM.com. This is, of course, Compact Discourse. We are Auburn's only drive-time, student-run morning show. How many adjectives can you put on one now? That is what we try to break every single day here on the <laughs> episode of the show. I'll be right back with some more after this quick break. I want that wall-crawling arachnid prosecuted. I want him strung up by his web. I want the UGL Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I am your host, Jack Hart, coming at you live on 8th. What is it, Wednesday? It's Wednesday already. Wednesday morning here in the booth of you. It is March 2nd, year of our Lord, 2022, jumping right into things here this morning. We've got exciting stuff coming up this weekend on Wegl, I'm really excited about Auburn hockey. We'll be heading to the playoffs once again. We've gotten some great feedback on that. Great feedback from Wegl and the hockey team. Uh, just reading some comments over the break on both of those. So super excited to get that one underway. Uh, once again, you can follow the team at Auburn Hockey on Twitter. I believe it's AU Hockey Club on Instagram. If you want to get the skinny on what's going down in Huntsville in the playoffs this weekend, you can also fill out your College Hockey South brackets—a little little uh, March Madness preview. If you think who who you know who is going to win it all in Huntsville this weekend. Um, Another thing, Auburn hockey has jerseys for sale. Um, They sold the white ones last summer. They sold the orange ones recently. My roommate has the orange one. It looks awesome. It has the baseball script on it. But they have blue ones now. So if you if you don't like orange or white, but you like blue, or you just want a third Auburn hockey jersey, or if you've never had a chance to buy one, now is your chance. These are super cool. They are blue. They have the Auburn baseball script on the front. And then uh, running along the bottom, they have a very interesting design, I'd say. It's, uh, it has Toomer's Corner, Sanford Hall, and College and Magnolia. Uh, kind of embossed in light blue around the border of the jersey. So it's pretty cool. Um, not to get all uniform factor on you, but it it is, it is pretty interesting. In fact, you know what? I wanted to talk about spring training hats anyway, so we are going to hit uniform factor. Buckle up, everybody. It's an impromptu episode of Uniform Factor. Get your sportslogos.net fingers out and follow along with me if you feel so inclined. But I'll do a pretty good job of painting a mental picture, I would like to think. Sit back and enjoy Uniform Factor, one of our favorite segments here on the show. Now, form factor is a term I learned in my occupational safety and ergonomics class. Does powder blue ever look bad? Ever? Absolutely not. I can't name one team. That's the worst helmet I've ever seen. I mean, part of the fun of throwbacks is that we're all in on the joke that they look terrible. Bird is Ooh. awful, but the jerseys themselves are sick. Dude, It's clean, well, man. They win, they rock and eat. Any thoughts on this Browns-Broncos matchup, Carter? The game itself? The uniforms. The uniforms, indeed. And I was talking about those Auburn hockey uniforms, and that led us so smoothly into uniform factor today. Spring training is not fast upon us. In fact, it may not even happen in spring. It may be summer training at this point as the uh, MLB lockout rolls on. I might be talking about that a little bit later as a friend of the show, John Boy, not really. I wish he was. Uh, has been planning some pretty exciting stuff as his whole thing is baseball. and What are you going to do without baseball? I, I have a good idea about how he'll make it by and looking forward to it indeed. Uh, but Uniform Factor rolls along with the spring training hats that will, I guess, be worn if we ever get spring training. They might even just I don't know. These might never even make it onto a baseball diamond other than uh, recreationally by fans. But Major League's 2022 spring training caps were released on the 26th of February. Um, And you know what? I'll bury the lead here. I'm not a big fan of these, but I think they are worth talking about because they are at least interesting. First of all, they are a trucker hat. It is the, the new era low profile hat. That you see the major leaguers wear. But the back four panels of this six panel hat are mesh. So first time I think I'll ever see a mesh trucker hat on a baseball diamond. On the right side, uh you have the either Arizona or Florida League logo. This season it is a cactus for Arizona, kind of it is a it's a green paints um paintbrush. Kind of painted effect with the negative space making up a cactus inside of a kind of a cross stitch baseball diamond. And then for Florida, it is a kind of uh, citrus, yellow, orange, tangerine color uh, with the same thing, but it's a palm tree. So the Grapefruit League, of course, represented by the palm tree. Cactus League, believe it or not, represented by a cactus. And uh, so that is what's on the right side. The left side is the New Era logo uh, in the accent color of the cap. And then the front is a logo of the team a lot of these teams are opting to use throwback logos including the uh, washington nationals and the st louis cardinals and who else one more one more team is using a throwback Uh, the chicago white Sox, who are opting for their vintage logos and some teams are just opting for an alternate logo such as the texas rangers who are going for the tx inside the state of texas logo uh, the Atlanta Braves are going with the the A that has the tomahawk as the crossbar in the A, and the Arizona Diamondbacks are going for that snake that makes a D. One of the one of the best logos in baseball, I think. It's pretty inventive. Of course, snakes could contort like that. And then some teams are even going with completely new logos that are elements of their uh, of their existing logos just pulled out and stripped down, including the Seattle Mariners, whose logo they're choosing to use is just a compass, which is part of their logo, but not a complete logo in and of itself. So, you know, it's always ni- nice to see when they pull out interesting stuff for these spring training uniforms, it's really a chance to make some unobtrusive changes to an MLB brand and maybe even workshop something they're going to use in the future in a way that, yeah, you know, they're only going to wear these for a month in games that don't count, so you can kind of roll out some stuff that may be on the horizon for a team. And then the other other thing of note is that the Oakland Athletics hat, while it is in the traditional Oakland Athletics style, it is using the Kelly Green from the 1970s and 80s rather than their more forest green they use currently. So a few interesting Sting notes to make about these hats. They are monochrome, uh, with the exception, I believe the Philadelphia Phillies is the only one. They are all one color, with the logo on the cap being a team's secondary color and the primary color. So each hat only has two colors total, which is not my favorite uh, style, but I know a lot of people like it. But So I would say, uh, as much as it hurts to say, me as a Braves fan, the Phillies hat is probably my favorite out of the bunch although some other ones do look very cool such as the Tampa Bay Rays and uh the I kind of dig in the the Blue Jays as well seeing the maple leaf in white rather than red it's an interesting change of pace all right but that is enough describing pictures to you over the radio for for one day I think so if you want to see these for yourself sportslogos.net one of my favorite websites you can check that out is run by Chris Creamer who is all all over this kind of stuff. So, uh Major League Baseball's 2022 spring training caps released is the name of the article. Check out these pictures if you want to see what may or may not be worn on the diamond coming up here in the coming months. With that, we're going to head to a quick break. When we return, we got some baseball to talk about even though MLB may not be happening. College baseball is happening. Minor league baseball is happening. And Blitzball is happening. Yeah, long-term fans of the show may remember Blitzball from back in November when Davis and I talked about it. It hasn't gone away. In fact, it's gotten even crazier from the folks over at John Boy Media from promoting this one. And maybe, you know, MLB players out of a job, they may just be playing in the Blitzball League come, uh, come summertime. So we'll talk about that and more on the other side of a break. Do not go anywhere. You're listening to Compact Discourse with your host, Jack Hart, right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. Good morning everybody and welcome to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse. Thank you for hanging out with me on this Wednesday morning. It is 8:50 in the morning here in God's time zone as Bay Marks likes to say here in Auburn, Alabama. Hope you're having a great Wednesday so far. It is hump day. We are nearly through the week and if you're an Auburn student or Auburn faculty, mind you, we are nearly to spring break, so it'll be nice to have a week off. And could not ask for better weather here on the plains leading up to it. Well, uh, we'll hit the weather one more time before we get out of here today. I just, I mean, the biggest thing is that today it's going to get up to seventy-four, which is lovely. Um, no rain today, uh, so just don't bank on that. No umbrellas today. Five forty p.m. is your sunset. It will be pretty chilly after the sunset, so if you're heading out on the town, uh, I would, I would pack a coat. Just based on personal experience from last night, you don't want to be like Brian Matthews and get stuck using your space heater like he was on press row last night um you also got a you got a high of 76 low of 47 no moon tonight is a new moon indeed but the big thing the five-day forecast here are your highs for the next four days and just stop me if, if this is too much but 78 79 81 and 83 for march 3rd through 6th and what a start to march that will be and uh Hope you are out there enjoying it. Plenty of opportunities to do so. Um, hold on. I just received a text message. Um, but you can uh, enjoy it at the, the Baseball Diamond or the Softball Diamond or inside at the Yarborough Tennis Center. Plenty of opportunities uh, here on the Plains this weekend. And with that, that's going to do it for your Auburn weather report. see my song is going on too long, so there's your... War Eagle Weather Update. All right, we were talking about baseball before the break, and baseball may not be happening, but um, our uh, John Boy Media, who you uh, may know from his breakdowns on YouTube. If you watch YouTube, you may have seen one of his videos without even knowing it. But um, so yesterday, MLB pretty much, uh, Rob Manfred rather, uh, not the players, the MLB as, uh, organization, pretty much guaranteed that we were not going to have an opening day as regularly scheduled, uh, which, I mean, it would be like, th- you know, 25, 6, 7 days away at this point, obviously not going on as scheduled like we had planned. So we're hoping we get baseball this year, but, you know, everything's up in the air at this point. So uh, cautiously optimistic people like me. Some people are very doom and gloom about it. Uh, I even saw a "RIP Major League Baseball 1869 to 2022 headstone on Twitter yesterday. So, I mean, maybe catastrophizing, but I don't know from from the way some people are reacting. This this could be curtains for our, our beloved MLB rob uh rob manfred had a press conference yesterday pretty much confirming that we were not going to have our regularly scheduled programming but never fear for for john boys here if you do not know what blitzball is blitzball uh you can you can for for an extensive discussion you can go and listen to one of our previous episodes from back in november but it is a fun I, i would call it a lawn game you might just you might play this at a sunday picnic or family reunion Featuring uh, yellow, plastic, baseball-sized, and shaped relatively, balls, uh, but not the same weight as a baseball. They are much lighter, and when I say almost the same shape, they are a little closer to a golf ball in shape, but not quite either. It's kind of, if you remember back in elementary school when you'd make those dodecahedrons out of paper, um, where it was basically a, like a 3D octagon, but with even more sides. Uh, imagine that with even more sides, and that's what a blitz ball looks like. basically looks like a if you made a baseball out of a honeycomb that was made of plastic. That's what a blitz ball looks like. And what that allows the blitz ball to do is just careen through the air at an extreme clip. It makes you feel like Sandy Koufax even though you're throwing underhand in your backyard um, because you can put an extreme amount of English on this ball. Just by uh, by, by our, our dear friend Bernoulli, his, his, pr- his principle of air resistance. makes this ball just go spinning like crazy um, the, the grips are easy to learn, and it's easy to throw as well. And you don't get, have to throw out your arm because this thing weighs a couple ounces. So a blitz ball is a very easy-to-throw baseball, and easy to make it curve. so The idea with blitz ball, when you play it, is that you set up a, a mat behind the plate that will, rather, rather than have someone brave life and limb standing behind calling balls and strikes, would be very difficult to do in the first place. Uh, to just taking away the danger of getting hit you have a mat that yeah I mean some people's made a paper so it makes a nice thump when it hits it mine that I personally made has a has like a chain link chicken wire situation so it makes a nice clink when you when you hit it uh that that calls out balls and strikes rather than uh calls from an umpire so you can uh you can really fan batters you can I've I sent davis down to his knees a couple times from sending him some pretty filthy sliders from my left hand but so, I'm nowhere near professional, but some people are at this Blitzball thing. I would encourage you to go watch some highlights on YouTube when you get to your place of business or work. I promise I won't tell on you. But there's some pretty extreme players to this game, and I would say John Boy is right up among them. His whole office has a league where they get some pretty decent cuts out. In fact, they have a $10,000 Blitzball tournament going on right now on their YouTube channel. So what I'm hearing is that he's inviting a number of MLB players out to Arizona, which would have been for spring training coverage. John Boy was going to be out there anyway. But it turns out that the MLB players are going to have a lot of time on their hands coming up in the coming weeks. So they will be playing, hopefully, be playing some blitzball with with the uh, one and only Jimmy O'Brien. So that's what's coming up. On my radar, something I'm excited about. Uh, What are you excited about? I'd love to hear from you. You can call in at 334 844 9345, or you can tweet at me at JXSNKTRX. All right, uh, just a quick news update before I get out of here today. The State of the Union address was last night. President Joe Biden took his biggest stage of the year Tuesday amid the most consequential stretch of his presidency so far. This is coming courtesy of CNN. Confronting a war in Europe at the same moment he works to improve his political prospects, Biden sought to rally a divided and weary country behind a revamped domestic agenda and his attempt to isolate and punish Res- Russian President Vladimir Putin. Yet the limits of Biden's approach were evident. Even as he was speaking, a 40-mile-long Russian convoy was approaching Kiev and explosions were rocking major cities. All And while he laid out a plan to combat higher prices at home, any president's ability to counteract inflation is narrow. The stark divisions currently fracturing the country were just as plain Tuesday as they have been since Biden took office. His economic proposals gained almost no applause from Republicans in the audience. In the eight months until November's critical midterm election, Biden isn't likely to have a larger audience than he had on Tuesday night. His message will have to resonate if he hopes to speak next year to a Congress still controlled by Democrats. So that is what's coming up in the political world. Here's a little throwback compact discourse action. I know, uh, freshman year Jack would be proud of what I'm doing right now. But last night was the State of the Union address indeed. So Biden is coming at us uh, at a very crucial time in his presidency and the office of the presidency as well as we are dealing with this continued conflict in the Ukraine. In fact, Ukraine's Kharkiv front line holds, despite constant Russian bombardment, a police headquarters, a university building and more in Ukraine's second largest city as Russian forces shift their approach to Kharkiv. And uh, that is what's going on on the Ukrainian front right now. In fact, the UN is set to hold a vote that would demand that Russia end a war in the Ukraine. The UN General Assembly will vote today on a non-binding resolution that condemns Russia for the violence in the Ukraine and demands an immediate withdrawal. By the end of Tuesday, 94 UN countries had corresponded with the resolution Signaling what is certain to be a lopsided vote against Russia, which is a member of the body's security council, which complicates things, the vote comes amid multiple efforts, multiple efforts to wall off Russia diplomatically, a surge in the number of refugees fleeing Ukraine, an intel estimate that the humanitarian effort within the country will cost more than $1 billion, and an emergency, often heated debate at the General Assembly. None of the diplomatic activities appeared to slow Russia's attacks Wednesday morning as new reports said Russian airstrikes had hit a regional police headquarters in Kharkiv, injuring three people. German Foreigner Minister Annalena Baerbock, signaling out Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov in her speech of the General Assembly on Tuesday, said the war was based on lies. So what I'm seeing from the UN and the Russian response to this one is it seems that Russia is a little bit outmatched. They uh, are running out of capital quickly. It seems that they may have some regrets about this uh, conflict. And the UN, while they have not done anything yet, it seems that tensions are mounting and action could be coming soon as the UN and the Western powers are starting to form a bit of a coalition to put an end to this Russia situation. But Russia are not letting up and they continue to hammer the Ukrainian people and the invasion move swiftly along despite constant Ukrainian resistance. So that is what's going on in the world right now. I encourage you to go out and, you know, get outside of your filter bubble and explore the storylines from around the world, including especially what's going on in Ukraine. And make sure you're aware of what's going on because it impacts everything from what's happening in the Ukraine to right here in the United States. I'm sure you've noticed gas prices going up and that has a direct one-to-one correlation with overall world tension. So it's, it's in your best interest to stay in the know, whether it's financially, whether it's morally, whether it's just so you're not left out when I have to talk to you on the radio every morning. I think it's important to stay informed. So that is not a call to action to you, but is it a strong encouragement to you this morning is to go out, stay informed, learn something new today. That is the biggest takeaway. I could, that That is the one piece of advice I could give to everyone is try to learn something new every single day. And why not start with today? It really, it really helps you out a lot, and it, it sends you in a lot of places you never realized you could be before because once you learn one thing, it's really easy to learn another thing. And that's that's all I have to say about that. With that, we are going to thank you for tuning in on a Wuback Wednesday. Woo back, baby. Woo back, baby. Woo. <laughs> and I want to thank you for hanging out with me on this hour of compact discourse. I want to wish Davis a good luck on his midterm test that he is taking right now. And I want to invite you to join me tomorrow at 8 a.m. as we come back to hopefully celebrate Auburn's big win over Mississippi State tonight and maybe have a fragment of a net from Starkville as we may just have a share of the SEC regular season championship tonight. With that, I'm going to leave you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Compact Discourse. Thank you so much for listening. This has been another exciting episode of Auburn's favorite morning show, Compact Discourse, WGL 91.1 FM. However you joined us today, whether that be from your radio antenna, from LegalFM.com, or by our podcast, I would like to remind you that all of our previous episodes are available as a podcast. Absolutely PSA break free wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Compact Discourse. I use Overcast. That's my player of choice. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at cdiscau, that's at C-D-I-S-C-A-U, or you can follow my personal Twitter at J-X-S-N-K-T-R-X. For information about the show and important updates, you can also tweet at us or at me to get your voice on the show. Join the conversation. We are Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. You might want to go ahead and follow WEGL on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. WEGL underscore AU. We had a giveaway for a Portugal The Man concert, I believe, Uh, That is today. We also have concerts on campus. So with that, for Jack Hart, your host, we will talk at you tomorrow for the week finale of Compact Discourse at 8 a.m. As always, this is Jack Hart signing off and War Eagle. I heard Spider-Man was there.